Pickleball is here, sweet. We're playing tomorrow. Agape Pickleball Center in Fountain Valley, uh, Mile Square Park. The team Thick Van Exel will be taking on the El Diablos in a 116 matchup. Oh, Um, if we win, you're going to hear easy money like (laughs) no tomorrow. If we lose, I'll say nothing. I'll shake hands. So take the seating that they put together on this off. Yeah. What, What do you think we actually are? Are we up 13? Like, not impossible to win, but unlikely. Here's our problem. Are we a 12? Are we a 10? Here's the issue. You and I know nothing about this sport. We've played it True. a couple times. I have no idea of what's going to show up tomorrow, who's showing up tomorrow. I'm just going to assume if you're signing up for a pickleball tournament with ESPN LA and you don't work at this company, you're a baller. I'm just going to assume that right out the gate. But if you're putting all the other teams in it as well, I think we're a 10 seed. Okay. I'll take Ten that, seat. by the way. Yeah. 10 doesn't sound so bad. 10. So that means anytime we're playing, we're an underdog, but we're a 10 seed, and we're going to take on a 7, you know, something along those lines. I'll take 10. I was thinking we might be like a 14 or a 15. And, no, I don't think we and will we, be. And we might be. It balances out because we have the rest of the station playing, too. <laughs> true. True. But, yeah, you're looking at it differently than I am. You're, you're Your knee injury is... No, it's not the, even that. It's It's... You're looking at it, how are we stacking up against the other 7-10 teams? I don't care about that. We're Everybody here sucks, right? So I don't want to be the best of the crappy teams. But that's the only way our seed is not that bad. <laughs> I, I, I get it, but I, I we're going to lose in the first one. I'm just saying. It's, it's going to be... I, I think easy money may have been actually a little generous. I think it could have been a little more pointed. In hypothetically, along hypothetically if we do win in the first round... yeah. Get on my shoulders. <laughs> Good luck. And I'm going to take us through all that. We're going to go through every pickleball court to let people know that we won. I'm going to yell easy money <laughs> to every court out there. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, by the way, Xavier did end up getting the win. Oh, to Sean to, uh, Yeah. Over the saws? Yes. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah, I thought you said something anyway. No. The saws are, the saws are out. <laughs> they will not uh, be Cinderella this year. Um, the Gauchos trail Baylor by still in it eight. down by eight down by eight ten, ten to minutes go. to go so got to make up eight points or nine points I guess uh, in the next ten minutes or so. LeBron James has been out for a while. He has a tendon um, injury in his foot, and we've been hoping that he would be back maybe right at the end of the season, April second ish play in time. Four maybe. games, five games left. First round of the tournament or the first round of the uh, playoffs. If the Lakers can yeah. actually get into a, a situation like that, here's an update from Brian Winhorst. LeBron is not close to returning, from what I am told. I know that everybody said the three weeks, but I think it was very clear. Three weeks is when he's going to get an official reevaluation. It didn't mean he was coming back in three weeks. I know that LeBron has played through injuries in the past. I'm not 100% sure this is an injury you can play through. Mm. What do you think? I've said this from the beginning, and if there's one thing that I value most, LeBron's accomplished so many things in his career. So many different things he's accomplished in his career. But one of the things that has made LeBron James so great, he's been in the league for 20 years. He's played three additional seasons of playoff games. Do you know how many times you have to go through injury, uh, bumps and bruises and everything else to just have that many games under your belt? Um, I think we all knew the moment that he got injured in such a critical stage of the season where it looked like the roster actually looked pretty good. He's probably so excited after the Lakers beat the Dallas Mavericks. They come back from 26, 27 down, whatever it is. Man, we finally got a squad and we're ready for this Was final Was that the push. last game he played? It's the last game yeah. he played. That's where he, that's where he got that injury. I, I think listening to Brian Windhorst right there, I don't think it's complete surprise or shock, but when they throw at you, he's going to be reevaluated in three weeks. Trav, you just naturally start doing the math. Okay, wait, okay, three weeks. All right, he's not going to come back at three weeks, but can he come back in four and a half weeks? And that means there's still another week left in the season, all that. We're probably going to get more and more clarity. What was it last? It was earlier this week. He was shooting free throws. Yeah. That was in New Orleans. He was shooting some free throws. He was off the walking boot on Sunday against the Knicks. All those little things give you some hope and some optimism. But just because he's shooting free throws not moving and just because he's not on a walking boot, it doesn't mean he's ready to go play in the NBA up against Kyrie and Luka and Giannis and everybody else. Um, I think they got to be prepared. If they're going to do anything, you got to be prepared without Braun. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the reality. And if you end up getting Braun at any point, 
I don't want to call it icing on the cake, but I think you'd be more surprised if he does come back at some point. Well, it just kind of changes the expectations game that with LeBron, with the Lakers, here, here's, here's the roadmap if you are the most optimistic Laker person in the world. It's they're they're much better than they were. Yeah, they're going to get better because the pieces are going to get more familiar with one another. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Davis is playing and playing well, mm-hmm. and LeBron James is going to be back. When not quite sure, but will be back. That maybe it's towards the end of the season. Maybe it's playing. But you're going to see. Him. Turn, but you're going to see him, mm-hmm. and it's LeBron James. I don't care what basketball team it is. You add LeBron James to the team. Hey, look out. LeBron yep. James and AD scare the you-know-what out of everybody. In the- yeah, He's got shooters okay. around him, all that. Yep. Just his presence alone changes mm-hmm. everything. Now it is Anthony Davis is the guy that's got to carry the water, and good luck with that. It's just that they're, are they bad? No, but Anthony Davis as the best player in a playoff series, we, good luck with that, right? We, he won once. Can I take it a step further? I think that's – any roster that has two superstars, you take one of them off. Um, it's a completely different ball game. It's a different ball game, but Anthony Davis is different than if you if if Steph Curry were by himself. You're like, all right, it's not great, but they got a chance. If it's Jokic by himself, okay, Giannis by himself, like they're they're not what they are if, if Middleton is gone or sure. if, if you know Draymond or who take, take your pick of whoever it is. Mm-hmm. But at least it's like, okay, I mean, we'll we'll take our shot. If Embiid, if you lose Harden, it's not great, but you still got Embiid. This is not let, quite that. Let's let's put it this way. Let's say Lakers end up in the playing tournament, yeah. right? And LeBron is not there. The chances of Lakers losing and not ma- not coming out of the playing tournament without LeBron, okay, of course, it's very likely. That could happen. That could easily happen. If Bron was there, now the question is, all right, now you got a first-round matchup. Let's say the Lakers got out of the playing tournament without LeBron James. The only chance you have of going up against a Denver Nuggets in a seven-game set or a Sacramento Kings, I'll use them as an example, seven-game set, you need your squad, right? You need you need your full team. That's the difference of Braun being there and not being there. They've played good basketball without LeBron James, but it's sustainable to a point once you start playing a playoff team every single night. Yeah, I, I without LeBron, it's just it's a it's a real big hole in the side of the boat. It's you might get in, but the opportunity. Hey, let's see what happens. I, I know what's going to happen without him. It, it's it, it really it's a drag because you know with LeBron James, you know he's doing everything he can to try to get back on that court. Of course, that, that you know that he's going to be a guy that if there's a a way, he's going to try to make it happen. And without him. It's just it's it's just not that it's it's just it's it it sucks it really sucks because in the back of your head I, I I said it a couple of days ago I thought that with that with those two guys it's like okay let's see what, I'm not that they're gonna win the West but let's see what happens it's an interesting I know it's an interesting uh, uh, conversation can you play it again I want to hear it one more time win horse LeBron is not close to returning from what I am told mm. I know that everybody said the three weeks but I think it was very clear three weeks is when he's going to get an official reevaluation right. it didn't mean he was coming back in three weeks I know that LeBron has played through injuries in the past I'm not 100% sure if this is an injury you can play through 12 games left the playing tournament would be probably April 11th which would be a Tuesday so you're basically saying that if he's nowhere close to coming back, the runway you have is about three and a half weeks. Got about three and a half week runway. That's not a long for runway the it, when you hear the phrase "not close." I know, right? If it's like it's going to be, you know, hit or miss, but not too much. Taylor, uh, do you know what happened um, yesterday, or maybe it was the day before? The Kings won. Well, yes. Do you know what that win did? Uh, it gave them their first winning season. That's since right, 2006. Yep. They, it guaranteed them their first winning season since 2006. They won their 42nd game of the year. They could lose every game from here on out. They'd be 42 and 40. They're they're going to have a winning season. Light the beam. Light the beam for sure. Leave it on. Like don't don't even turn it off until you go under 500 at some point again. It's a it's a pretty remarkable deal. The, we talk about the Nuggets. We talk about the Suns. Even Golden State, even though they doesn't feel like they got it anymore either. We just keep blowing by those guys. They're 15 games over 500. They're the second seed in the West. Yeah. You hear? You turn on Sports Center. You turn on uh, a podcast. Hey, there's somebody making a case for the Clippers. There's somebody making a case for the Suns and the Nuggets and even the Grizzlies. There's even people that make cases for the Lakers. 
No one makes cases for the, the Kings. Sacramento Kings. And I like they're it. I like 15 it games over 500 in the number two seed. Nothing super weird has to happen for them to win a round or two. Do you know what else happened a couple days ago? You said the 42, right? Now, so they're over 500. When they got to 40 wins, Mike Brown became the second head coach in Kings history to have 40-plus wins. Adelman. Adelman's the only other one. That yeah. was kind of crazy. I, I I get what you're saying, but doesn't that disrespect kind of come in any sport with any team until they have – until the, even the Denver Nuggets get disrespected because they haven't made the finals. They've been in the playoffs. They have somebody that's going to be potentially yeah, the, a three-time the, the MVP. Nugget disrespect is nowhere in the same universe as what's going on with the Kings right now. Yeah, but the, the Nuggets' disrespect is they're the number one seed in the NBA. They have the MVP – and no one's really picking for them to come out of the West. Oh, that's not true. That's just there not, aren't there aren't there aren't true. a lot of people picking. No, there may not be they're not a, a popular pick. pick. Maybe not a popular pick, but a lot of people think that the Nuggets are going to win the West. No, it, I, I I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of when I, especially you, doing the pregame show. Every time I bring up and I ask somebody, hey, pick a team out of the Western Conference. It's just a more just like a generalized Western Conference. I'm not saying they're the consensus, but to say that no one's picking them is not true. They're, they're the number one seed. I get they're the number one yeah. seed, but they're also getting a lot of disrespect as well. Not like Sacramento. Sa- Sacramento is on. Sac- it's weird. You almost forget that they are where they are. You, all- and I know you don't, Taylor, because you're a Kings fan. It's surreal. It- it's is that what it is? Is it just the 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 unbelievable fact that like there's just no that that can't be real? Are we waiting for the other shoe to drop, even though we know it's not? I'm holding my breath because of all all the pain. In the past. But he said something, remember maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, we were having this conversation about the Kings, and you said you're just happy for them to get in the playoffs. In my head, I'm like, if I'm a Kings fan, you got to win a round. Like, to say it's a successful season, you should. Yeah, I want want Western Conference Finals. Is that where the the goal has changed to? It has. If they won one round and you got like a real building block that you're going off of, they're on the right side of this bracket. That's what I'm saying. They could avoid the Phoenix Suns, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Denver Nuggets. They could avoid all these teams. You could potentially, just hypothetically, in the first round, you could have Dallas in the first round. You could have Minnesota in the first round. You could have the Thunder in the first round, maybe the Lakers in the first round right. without LeBron. Right. That's the right seat. That's the right side to be on. Denver might have to go, as an example, Phoenix or the Clippers in round two. Well, so they, they could actually have to go Warriors. Theoretically, if it if it goes chalk, they'd get the fourth seed to team, right? If it if they're the two and it goes chalk, they'd get the four. No, they'd get they'd get the three. Three. They'd get the three. So who's is it? Memphis. It's, yeah, Jaws back. That's a tough. That's a tough putt. It, it it might be a tough putt, but that's a good. I'd much rather have Memphis inexperienced in the playoffs than the Phoenix Suns, right? Oh, yeah. Or oh, one yeah. of these other squads oh, yeah. that are there. And maybe 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 start to negotiate a little bit right with yourself I'm like hey do we want to be where exactly do we want to be based on what we are you want you want to be the seven well you're talking about the Lakers or are you talking about different no 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 I'm talking about the Kings I'm talking about them trying to find the path they're where they want to be they but want Memphis to. there's only a half game behind right half game behind um They've been okay without Ja. Ja will come back, and then it will be a real fight for two and three. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Huntington Beach. And Jacob, Jacob, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Jacob? Hey, how's it going? All right. So I have a bet for Taylor. Go for it. All right. So I am taking my girlfriend to her first NBA game on Easter Sunday. Okay. And I will make a bet with Taylor that if the Lakers uh, – lose to the Kings, I will drink water from my shoe. <laughs> okay. But what does Taylor have to do in this bet? It has to be kind of two-sided, right? So you have okay. to agree to water so in the shoe, is, too? Taylor want from me? Taylor, anything that you would like to ask for? If the Lakers beat the Kings, that's what... I'm hearing this right? So if the yeah. Lakers beat the Kings, he... Uh, well, no, the King- if the Kings beat the Lakers... I don't think they have... They don't play each other. Yeah, they anymore. don't have another game yeah, left. there's no games, man. You sure it's not the Clippers? No, no. It, uh, Are you it, drinking beer out of your shoe this morning? <laughs> it is St. Patrick's Day. Maybe it's a green shoe. Yeah, they don't have the Kings left this year. They've already played them. Yeah. Already played the four. Are you sure? Who are they playing Easter? You're the one that bought the tickets, Jacob. Why are you asking us? I hope she's not a Kings fan. <laughs> it might be a Clippers. 
Yeah, well, it's got to be, right? If, yeah. if, if you're going to a game here in town and the Kings are playing. Or it's Kings and Blackhawks. Arcadia High. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe you bought L.A. Kings tickets. You're right. Yeah, you. What do you think about that big trade for uh, Jonathan Quick that they sent him out? What do you make of that? Yeah, Lakers got the jazz on Easter. Yeah, I don't know what game he's going to, but I hope he has a nice time. And and you and, don't have and to Taylor, do and Taylor accepts the bet that he has no idea what it is. That that yeah, I don't eh, I don't know how to big drink something or lick the what was it? Ironly licked his shoe after yeah, walking New down Orleans, Bourbon yeah. Street. Have you been to Bourbon Street? Al? I have. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. That, John that John has so... said plenty of times he'll do anything. I think a hundred uh, bucks. Uh, is... Yeah, I'm not no. The number for me is much higher than a hundred bucks. I, I've done my research. The Clippers do not play the Sacramento Kings on Easter. Jacob, the Lakers need... do not play them, and the L.A. Kings do not play um, on Easter. On Easter, okay, Jacob, I need you to call back and let us know what you bought. Like, I need you to go into your your phone and figure out exactly what you purchased. I think because... he's still here. Oh, I didn't purchase anything. My girlfriend did it. <laughs> okay, we'll find out what oh, she no. purchased. Call her and find out what she bought because she did not buy Lakers, Kings, Clippers, Kings, or L.A. Kings. Oh no! Yeah. Maybe it's like next season, preseason down in Anaheim. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, yes, I'm yeah. trying to figure this whole thing out for you. Michael Jordan may sell the Hornets. I got a question for you on the legacy of Air Jordan Slee. That's next. he might have took your Walmart. He's the guy that purchased at Walmart. <laughs> we got that taken care of. It's all good. Wells stepped up nicely, took care of that one for us. It's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, seven ten ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. So I'm sorry, Travis. Um, it's it's not looking amazing. No, it's but, not. But, you know, you said successful season games the tournament. That's all we no care doubt. about. So I have a question for me and you, and I guess Taylor's involved in this, but me and you. So, um, you know, something's going to happen to the teams. We're, we're, I'm out. You might be soon. Do we root for San Diego State, or do we root against San Diego State? Do we want to see? I know, you know his answer. I know excited. your answer. Yeah, okay. my my answer is I'd like to see him do well because I think Kelly would have Kelly. a hell of a time yeah. if if the Aztecs went on a little bit of a run and she got right. to experience the excitement yeah. on campus of having her team make a run. Really I think she, I think she'd really really like that. Uh, so yeah, it I'll, bonds I'll, you I'll, to your school in a big way. Oh, for sure. I, I will definitely root for them because I'd like her to have that. You're experience. in. I don't think you're in. No, uh, Fairman's going all the way. Fairman's yeah. winning the national championship, <laughs> and I think it's gonna. They're gonna take down Taylor, San Diego State. They're gonna take down Alabama. You picked the right school right out the gate. Let's go Aztecs. You By went with way, SDSU. I love that hat. It has so much school spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On campus, I bought it, by the way. Home Depot? <laughs> On campus. Depot. I love it. At the, uh, well, what's it called? It, is that a San Diego State hat? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I can't read the, it's got a leather patch on the front of a gray field. Yep. Um, I have the red and black ones, yeah. but you know, this is kind of just a casual I one. do think that we just saw. I had no idea that that so was even a San key, Diego State until like you sneak, said that. A sneak fan. Yeah. I think we just saw the flying TTs come through. Did we they had, come through? We had Mace come through and his brother, I, I believe, came through. So Curious flying how their training went yesterday. Oh, yeah, they practiced we'll a, yes. yesterday. Oh, no, it couldn't have been 
Did they do it after he got back from the Unless, fighting TTs. Oh, you know what? No, Wednesday Did night. Flying TTs? No, I said flying TTs. Oh. I meant to say fighting TTs, but I also want to imagine them being the flying TTs. Would be great too. <laughs> Wednesday night, I think he said his brother was flying in, so they probably they probably practice on Wednesday night. Yeah, maybe. Because I think we were here doing Supercross. Like they they couldn't have in. done it. Well, I guess they could have, but Mace drive all the way back, get all that whipped cream cleaned out of his ears and his nose. And, and then go straight to the try courts. To go play pickleball. Probably tasting Cool Whip in his mouth for the next several days. He got absolutely destroyed well, by Well, and Greg, I mean, the I don't see the video of the windup. We just saw the aftermath. We just saw what it looked like afterwards. I saw the windup with my own two eyes, and it was aggressive. Mm. It was it was not a gentle pat on the side of the head. Yeah. It was a full windup and, and a smack along the way. Have you guys ever had to get, uh, like, you know, pie in the face, dessert in the face, anything like that? Or, like, hey, have you guys ever been in the dunk tank either? I have participated as the thrower, never as the dunk e. Okay, so when I worked at a summer camp, no, and no I, dunk tank for me. Yeah. As a as a camp counselor, like we did this one day where it's like beach games day or whatever, and your kids can do a bunch of stuff for you. Like they earn tickets and they do stuff. So I had kids. I I had to do a shift inside the dunk tank, and the the worst part of it is the anticipation because you're like th- someone's gonna hit it sometime, and then you get dropped and you get actually hurt your knee. And then also I had more my water kids, in that tub. I know one of the kids. <laughs> Like smashed me in the face and gave me a bloody nose with the ball. No, with the with the um a pie in the face. Oh, jeez! Because it, it was just whipped cream, and so they're like, ha ha ha. Oh, let's so the do pan it. smacked you. Yeah, so their pan and their hand like have enough force. They didn't know how much, it, and then it smacked me in the face. So that's always not fun. Minute to go in the Baylor Santa Barbara game. Baylor up twenty on the Gaucho. So the the odds of a twenty point turnaround and- in fifty four seconds is not very good. But like you said. For a Santa Barbara Big West team, getting to the tournament is a successful season. Didn't get a chance to shock the world, but good effort, fellas. Very proud of my guys. And uh, here Did we put money on a crying uh, cheerleader. No, because no, <laughs> and it's not close enough. You needed it to be like if it was a two point game, something like that. UCSB, the chances of every student up there once this game ends in forty five seconds. Be like, yeah, let's go. Let's go get a drink. I think I've told you this story. So when the go Gauchos it is Day. went to the uh, College World Series in Omaha in 2016, there's one of the bars. I wish I could remember the name of it. I don't remember the name of it, but it's right behind the ballpark. It's 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 a three minute walk from the ballpark, and they put all eight teams from the tournament. They each get a chalkboard inside this mm. bar. Okay, and there's a, a a certain type of shot that you order. That if you order it, one goes up on your team's tally. Okay. And I forget, Miami was there, Florida was there, TCU was there, Arizona was there, uh, Coastal Carolina was there. West Virginia? Uh, no, I don't think it was West Virginia. Um, and the Gauchos, I'm, for, I'm forgetting one of the I was teams. saying, was it Virginia, oh, not West it, Virginia? Uh, oh, um, maybe. I don't, I don't think so, but maybe. Everybody's chalkboard had you know 50 or 60 yeah. tallies. The Gauchos had a second chalkboard below the first chalkboard because we had filled it up. There was no more room to add tallies to the gaucho chalkboard. It's dedication. And so we're talking to the bartender who'd been there for a long time. And because and, and, all us gauchos made our way over to this place, he goes, been doing this a long time. He goes, I've never seen people like you before. <laughs> like people, people come in and have a good time. And there are other that's places that level. get after yeah, it because I've level. never seen people like you before do this. Like you guys are competing in this like it matters. There's a pride. It was, it was, There's a pride. It was something that we got done. Looks Baylor's like the duo. The looks round. like the duo right there. There it is. The fighting TTs. It looks like he's in pretty good shape. It yep. looks like he's going to be able to play a little pickleball. He's a big guy. Yeah, he is. He kind of he looked at me right out the gate. He's like, "Is that how we're playing first round?" I'm like, "Relax, <laughs> the, man." Gave you the stink eye. Relax, Money. absolutely. So Jordan is going to sell uh, sell his piece of the Hornets report. Majority stake, yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's been selling off some of it. Um, he he bought the team a few years ago, more than a few years ago, for like two hundred and seventy some odd million. I think it was two eighty five. Um, which think about it now, get an NBA team for two hundred eighty five or controlling interest and an NBA team for two eighty five. That's it's unbelievably low. So he's going to make a fortune. This was an incredibly lucrative proposition. 2010 for him. is when he got that yeah. majority stake. Yeah. 
275. 275. 275. So he'll get over a billion for his piece of this, right? For almost for sure. So take the business part out of it. Michael Jordan has been an incredibly successful businessman. He's the greatest player of all time, or he's a very good choice for greatest player of all time. The Jordan logo. The Jordan logo might be the most iconic logo Mm -hmm. in sports history if it's not Nike, right? The the swoosh itself, Mm -hmm. Jordan's either one or two, right? He's universally beloved as one of the great sporting icons of his era, if not ever. Yeah. Why was he so bad at this? Like the the, the Hornets have been bad pretty much the entire time. Hmm. Not only are they bad, they're the most anonymous franchise in the league, probably. They're the team that gets the least amount of attention. They really have not had, short of LaMelo having a moment where he got going, but he got hurt again. Like they don't have the guy that, hey, at least they got this guy. Hmm. Why has it been such a bad run for him? Because everything else he has touched has turned to gold, and the Hornets just stink. I I don't know if I have the best comparison, but if I said look at the best owners in sports or look at the best CEOs in sports, I think if there's a trait a lot of these guys have, they typically hire the best at what that person does, and they take a little bit of a step back. That doesn't mean that they're not involved. It doesn't mean... Does Michael Jordan know the game of basketball? Of course he does. But Michael Jordan was arguably the greatest player to ever do it. And Michael Jordan depended a lot on himself when he was in these big-time games. Michael Jordan had the most confidence in him. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes you think, well, because that was the trait that I had, I'm going to find somebody else that matches that. That's not always the case. I thought what made Dr. Jerry Buss the greatest owner in professional sports, I'm going to have Jerry West run run my front office. I'm going to go get the best at that. Jerry West lost... But Jerry West was also that great player too, right? But let me just use as an example. When I say Jerry West, I think one of the first things you think of with him, he is the logo and he is a, a fantastic... Or he was a fantastic player. How many times did they lose in the finals? Was he like lost nine times or something like that? So you're never going to consider him the greatest ever. But where Jerry West was probably better than he was on the floor was in a front office. He was an executive that was, I can assemble a team. I could figure out how to put this thing together. It is very random that he did not have any success. Because yeah. you don't, like what you just described, yeah. nobody's saying go be the greatest well, owner of professional Jerry sports. West and be as good of an executive as you were a player. But that you were never happen. competitive. No. They were draft bad. busts after draft busts, yes. right? That's it's weird, it, it, and I get it. There's a, there's a different skill set. There's a different mentality that think comes he got along too with involved? it. Involved? I don't know. Well, and that's the other thing. Like his his involvement, the level of involvement in his ownership was mysterious. Like he, what was he super involved? Maybe was he completely uninvolved? Maybe. Like there, it it just you never really knew how many of his fingerprints were on this, huh. which that in and of itself is surprising. I know he's a private guy, but he's Michael Jordan. Is he running the team or not? Sure. And and that they were never good, and the greatest player of all time is owning the team. It's just bizarre. Okay, this has nothing to kind of do with the conversation, but I'm just curious on this. I'm a little surprised he's selling now. How come? Um. There's going to be some real bidding for the NBA rights, mm-hmm. and that's going to come in the next couple of years. And the bidding that's been there, it's basically been TNT and it's been ESPN. It's going to be some new blood that's going to come into NBC that. NBC reportedly kicking the tires. And I think some of these, one of these streaming services are, are I don't know if it was Apple or Amazon, one of them had some interest. So right out the gate, you're going to have some real competition for the media rights. That's number one, that the timing of it is interesting to do it now and not wait a couple years for that media rights deal to kick in. Number two, they have the fourth, they will have the fourth best odds for Victor Wembanyama. Okay. Just according to percentages. I think the worst three teams in the NBA, 14%, 14, 14, 14, and I want to say 12 and a half is after. So it's pretty That's close. nothing, yeah. right? That's nothing. I remember John saying that somebody had told him that the value of your team, if you get Victor Wembanyama, will go up half a bill right out the gate just because of what this guy is going to be able to bring in. That's that's the only reason why. I know that's not the conversation, but the timing of it is a little interesting. I trust him to make the business decision. I know. Decision. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying you, you're no, right, I, but, but like when it comes to these guys know the what they're business doing. decision of all of this, like yeah. Michael Jordan to play basketball, first pick. Michael Jordan to design a basketball shoe or market a basketball shoe, first pick. 
to make a business decision, first pick. To run a basketball team, not a pick. Can I can it's I say so, it's so weird. Can I say this? I, I think what gets lost in all of it, you know, he's the first former athlete to the to be a majority stake owner in the in, NBA. In the NBA. Yeah. That in itself should be recognized. I'm not telling you that he was a successful owner, but the fact that he was able to become an owner, that should be recognized. Not surprised that somebody knew the answer to this. LSU Lala says the name of that bar, Trav in Omaha, is Rocco's. So mm. Rocco's is the spot that uh, has the chalkboards. And an LSU fan knowing that is not a surprise because LSU is in the College World Series every year, just about every yeah. single year. So I'm sure uh, LSU Lala has probably marked the chalkboard at Rocco's a few times along the way. Uh, more bad news for the Dodgers. Uh, get in line. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Slee is going to have a lot of hard work on his hands tomorrow morning. Right by, by this time tomorrow, uh, twelve thirty on Saturday afternoon, Team Thick Van Exel is very unlikely to still be in the competitive toilets of the of the uh, pickleball tournament. You ready for the amount of work you're going to have to do tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Good. Because I don't know if it's going to be successful, we'll but see. I'm ready for the amount of work. We'll see. You're going to have to make sure you, you properly warm up because I will be very stationary. I will be anchored to the kitchen, which is not the that's first okay. time that's been said. I'd rather have you near the net, and I'll take kind of a step back. Yeah. You're going to have yeah. to do a lot of running. These That's okay. I'm okay with all of that. I just... I have no idea what the competition looks like. We how, how did Chris... we not get a scouting report and some video on who we're playing? On El Diablos? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like we have everything else, but we, we don't have that. Just, what if they just come in? They're just ringers. Just what do you mean, demolish. What, what do you mean, what if? It, it, yeah, that, but that means, that my... means we lose 11-1. Al, I don't know what your expectations are, but that is a very, very not realistic possibility. No, not 11-1. Why not? What if we don't even get a chance to serve? Al, what, what if they are really good mm-hmm. and I can't play at all? 11, maybe not 11 one it could be 11 two or three back-to-back games 22 to five gotta get to five can we just be respectable <laughs> it's gonna be on the pa again like last time where he I think it'll so. be projected to everybody it's, so but it's gonna so. be different yeah. because you got all the i think there's are there multiple games 12, going at once i think 12 courts Something yeah they right. have to have multiple games just so you have so many oh, teams you'd be there for two weeks we'll be there for as long as the march madness tournament's going on yeah. when's the championship game <laughs> right. it's all gonna be right. there got 12 courts i think that are going yeah on. it's uh Good luck, man. I hope you do well. I hope that uh, you show up and are ready to go because you're going to be playing two-on-one. Let's try Lancaster and David. David, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, David? Hey, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. (laughs) Uh, There's an aspect of uh, the whole Michael Jordan thing, why he's selling, and uh, just wanted to bring to light. You know, he's real big uh, with the 23 racing, you know, with – Bubba Wallace. Uh, Danny Hamlin, Bubba Wallace. And he just saw his good buddy, Brad Doherty, just win the Daytona 500, uh, one car, single car owner. And I think uh, he, he wants to get more focus into that whole racing, help out Bubba Wallace and so forth. I, you know, he's real big. You, you'd be surprised. I'm a big NASCAR fan. And he's out the track a lot. So I, no, think, I, I believe you know, that he has an interest in, in, in NASCAR. That doesn't surprise me at all. That the, A lot of, like you mentioned, Brad Doherty does this. But Michael Jordan doesn't strike me as somebody that has to sell one thing to get into another thing. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to be a NASCAR, he could be a NASCAR, right? They just All he would have to do is say, hey, guys, I'd like to be more involved with this and buy a bigger piece of this, and guys would be lining up to do those things. Like He's not... Uh, 
You know, I can't go to the movies on Saturday because I want to go to the movies on Sunday. <laughs> he does not have to pick. He can have both if he wants, I would imagine. Wasn't it uh, Magic Short sold his stake in the Lakers, right, to be a part of the Dodgers? Mm-hmm. They used to have weird rules where you couldn't own multiple not sports. Not anymore, right? No, 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 it's long gone. Yeah. That's a long gone. So I... I I mean, maybe. Who knows? But it just—I'm not—not that he's selling it. That's surprising to me. It's that it never really worked. You thought that he'd be a draw. You yeah. thought that he'd have an eye for some of these things. And you would have thought a lot of players would say, "Well, I could play for the team." Michael. That's Jordan what I'm saying. Knows. The draw. The 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 draw. Yeah. I'm not talking draw at the gate. I'm saying a draw for players. Well, then that, yeah. free agency. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They, they, I'm going to go learn from Michael no. Jordan. It it never really happened. Dodgers made an announcement today. Dave Roberts said that Tony Gonsolin is not going to be a part of the Dodgers opening day roster remember a week or two ago uh he twisted his ankle during pfp drills um it is not progressing the way that they would have hoped and keep in mind opening day is still a couple of weeks away so this yeah. is probably not nothing if they know two weeks out that, that it's not, not happening be ready or mm-hmm. and you know i guess the best case scenario slee would be they haven't had a chance to stretch him out enough to put him on the roster so he's ready to pitch that his ankle is fine but his arm's not ready maybe that's a more optimistic way of looking at it but Add it to the list of Gavin Lux and Freddie Freeman and free agent departures Walker and, and Walker Bueller and 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 the struggles of Chris Taylor this spring and Jason Hayward. To just one more thing that the Dodgers have to try to overcome before the season's even started. So this is a very unfamiliar spot, I think, for a lot of Dodger fans right now. Usually, when you're in March and you're getting ready for the Dodger season, a lot of the conversation is okay. Um, Go look at the World Se- World Series contenders. Are the Dodgers the biggest favorite? Are they second? Are they third? Um, this this stage of the season, you're typically looking at, okay, are the Dodgers, can they get to 100 wins? How many wins north of 100 can they get to? The dialogue and the conversation about the Dodgers coming into this year is a lot different than they've had over these past few years. And, and listen, I know it's not ideal. I think every Dodger fan... Um, I think they've just grown accustomed to a really, really good front office, unbelievable players, 58 all-stars. But I think at the same time, I think it adds a tremendous amount of interesting storylines that we really haven't had around the Dodgers. Not ideal, but they're still going to be a competitive team. The question is just going to be before even first pitch comes, who's playing to start off? Yeah, I, I realize I'm a spoiled Dodger fan. I realize that what the Dodgers have done over the last five, ten years is extremely atypical to have a a roster that has multiple MVPs, literally a dozen all stars that has they I think they had four Cy Young Award winners in their in, in their pitching staff at one point. That's not how it goes. And no one's gonna feel sorry for the Dodgers doing what they're doing. But what allows me to see what's happening right now and not be like the sky is falling is that Andrew Friedman and the Dodger front office and, and and the Dodger organization, kind of from the very top at Friedman right on down to the, the lowest levels of their minor league system, they find guys. They, they find guys in their own development. They find guys in other teams' organizations that maybe are not thriving, that they're not using that guy right. If we got our hands on him, we can use him. And they got a checkbook. If they need to go buy a guy, they will. I, I can hand to you know, the sky – if the Dodgers get into May and shortstop's a big problem, they're going to go get one. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not just going to go out, okay, Miguel Rojas is batting 160. This, eh, I guess this is what we're stuck with. Hey, Chris Taylor eh, you know, can't get a hit. I guess this is what we're stuck They're going to go get one. They're going to go get one from someone else. They don't just sit around. They're not here to, look, we've had 10 years. We're going to catch our breath, and we'll start again. No, 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 no. They're going to go for it. They've been incredibly aggressive when it's time to be aggressive, and I think that'll continue. How much of this could just be a reset's not the right word because a reset means you're going to go win 65, 70 games, and there's, you're, not, you're not in it. You're not in competition. How much of this is let's just see what we have to start out the year. Yes, we we lost out on some players. Yes, there were a lot of players that moved, but we didn't want to spend 200 and change or whatever it is on those players specifically. How much of this is a reset in Major League Baseball is a very loose word. Mm -hmm. But I think for the Dodgers, for what you're accustomed to seeing with the Dodgers, how much of this is a reset for just the Los Angeles Dodgers in the sense that you're not walking in as the favorite, yeah. but you're also, can we just see how the season starts out? Can we see what it looks like a month, 60 days, something along those lines? I think there lines? may be something to that. I, I think by their standards, yes, this could be a, hey, let's take a deep breath. 
Yeah, let, reset let, for let, the Rockies see, is different. Let, than let's a, see what we have. Let, let's just let this play out for 40 games, 50 games, 60 games. Let's see where we are. But I don't think it's a, okay, we're, we're just, okay, we're just going to let this thing play. I don't think it'll be that. I, I think right now with the pricing, both the free agent market, it was it was too high for them. Not that they can't afford it in that that's bad value. I'm not I'm not getting bad value on that. I'm not doing it. The value on the shortstop market right now is probably still a little inflated. Two months from now, when the Rockies or the Angels or whoever else have fallen out of this thing, but they got a guy that you think, okay, now I can go get that guy. You, I don't have to pay a premium because it's in spring training. I, I think all of their decades of track record, I'm going with Friedman specifically, back to Tampa, they make moves. They don't just sit around and let things happen. And then you add in the checkbook that they have. They'll do something. They're well, not going to win 100 games this year, but they might win 90. <laughs> and that's 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 what's so crazy about it. Well, two things that you just said. If the checkbook is available, but it doesn't mean... This is the one thing that I've always kind of been puzzled about with the Dodgers. You have the checkbook, but you're still responsible. Mm-hmm. Those two don't usually go together. Not typically. So Steve Cohn of the Mets can have the checkbook and say, oh, screw it. That's, I'm writing the check. Padres. Peter Seidler of the Padres. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's, I'm writing the checks. That's literally what he's been doing here for the last two years. The Dodgers, it's, well, it's not we're afraid to write the check, but we just want to write the check to the right person. You know what it is? I, it's value. Mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to spend money on value. I'll spend $50 yeah. million dollars on a home on the beach in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. not spending $50 million on a home in Topeka. Mm-hmm. That's that's bad value. I'm not getting. I have a better. I, I have a better I, analogy. I could go to Nordstrom, but Nordstrom Rack has got some good value there. No, nah, not 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 as good. They're, they're, it's not less spring. You know I can't wear buying? it in the spring, but I can wear it in the winter. They're not buying Xander Bogarts. They're not mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. They're they're not doing that deal. They'll do Mookie, proven MVP, ready to go. Freddie Freeman, proven MVP. Even Life. Freddie Freeman, it's not. That's not even a bad. This it's six years. Yeah. So it's not even like it, even the Freddie Freeman thing. Value six years, hundred for whatever he ended up getting. I think what you said about the hundred or ninety, kind of irrelevant to be honest with you. I think for the Dodgers, whether you want a hundred, irrelevant maybe is too harsh of a word, but. Whether you won 100 games or you won 90, if you're the Los Angeles Dodgers, does it really matter those 10 games? Because you've won 100 before. You've won 105 before. You've won 111 before. Just kind of getting in, hopefully playing your best baseball at the right time might be more important. I'll take that. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Fortunately, a little bad news to start the dump. Um, An incredibly popular actor who has appeared in and a million different things that we've all watched. If you're a John Wick fan, you probably know him from that. If you're a fan of The Wire, you certainly know him yeah. from that, from the series Bosch. Uh, the actor Lance Reddick passed away today at the age of 60 years old. He was Lieutenant Daniels from The Wire. I, I was asking you, if you'd watch John Wick. You and I have not seen the John Wick movies. No, but The I Wire. really well well known for the, the John Wick series. That really sucks. It say give any details or it, it said uh, natural appears causes, to be natural causes. To be causes wow. um, Only the, sixty years yeah. old. That's why I asked. Is sixty years old such a young age? Looks like he's in great shape too. I mean, he he was. I mean, yeah. when he was in Bosch, there were a couple of scenes where he was uh, shirtless. It's like, oh my! I, I thought he was in his thirties. I had no idea that he was sixty years old. Uh, nah, it's unfortunate. Very very, very, very sad moment. He was one of the. I mean, there's a million great characters in the wires, but his like that hard ass cop who's mostly honest but not a hundred percent honest he's got a he's willing to kind of do it bends a little yeah it bends a little it bends to do the right thing usually (laughs) usually it was such a great character uh lance reddick dead at 60 that really stinks Hmm. uh nba news the brooklyn nets and ben simmons um have mutually decided to part ways according to espn simmons has been represented by clutch since he came into the nba as the number one pick in 2016 the agency negotiated his five-year 177 million dollar extension in 2019 and ben like sometimes number one picks don't work out that's not totally unusual but this is a really unusual story that ben simmons career path in this league went from number one pick didn't play because he was hurt to all-star to really good player to a guy that by all appearances doesn't want to play basketball hmm. I, i'm looking at his draft class just kind of curiosity because i think when he first came out remember lakers had the number two pick and he went first and it was 
everybody, Ben Simmons is just like, okay, yeah, this guy's going to be an unbelievable player. Not everybody. When? When he was in college, coming out number one pick. When you never shoot and you can't win in college, mm-hmm. that's not great. So that's one of those. Hey, uh, are we sh- that? That was a classic. I remember Ireland said it. Yep. I remember I said it. it's mm-hmm. like, guys, two hundred teams get in the NCAA tournament. Ben Simmons would be the number one pick. He couldn't get that team into the tournament. He never shoots the ball. Mm-hmm. We sure about this? So when he got in. And I think part of it is there's, 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 there's been some players in the NBA where they come in and initially it's like, okay, hey, give him 15 feet. Don't worry about him. But he still found ways to get to the basket. He still found ways to score. He was getting assists. He was getting rebounds. He was kind of you know, magic-esque in the sense that I'm going to kind of fill up the box score. That was the idea. That was the concept. He's a point guard. He's 6'9", whatever size he is. I, I'm, I'm kind of shocked here of – the last two years, that just kind of the trajectory sure. of his career. Not that his development in the NBA, it's his will to want to play NBA basketball. You know what else is a really, really bad sign with that dude? None of his teammates take up for him. Nobody. Yeah. Like, no, whether it's in Philly, whether it's in Brooklyn. Kind of started in that playoff series where... Everyone's kind of like... Remember, Doc, in, in, look, Doc Rivers is a longtime NBA player, longtime NBA coach, and that he did what he did was a tell. And you, because there's angry and frustrated, and there's I don't care if I blow this guy up. I don't give a damn. And Embiid did it. His Brooklyn teammates didn't. Kind of since then, it's been well. He doesn't have the well, Goodyear stomach he, for it, I guess. Good, he got that five-year, hundred and seventy-seven million dollar extension. Apparently, I am not the only one that watched the World Baseball Classic in the first round. Okay, over a million people bought a ticket to go watch a World Baseball Classic game. One million ten thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine tickets sold. Pool B at the Tokyo Dome um, had 361,000 people in it. Miami had 295,000 people Mm. in it. Mexico versus USA, March 12th, Chase Field, drew nearly 50,000 people in that game. Very cool. Um, It's had TV ratings that were Super Bowl-level high in Japan. That This is Mm. just an unbelievably popular event among baseball people, and especially outside of this country. People, the baseball-playing countries, they can't get enough of this. So important. It's so important that you have – we talk about how the NBA is such an international sport, and it's so great to see you got guys coming in from so many different countries that are representing the league today. That's that's huge for baseball's growth, right? Like, that is such a big deal. If they could now if, – if and I, I know these are already popular countries, Japan. We, we already know baseball is already popular there. But to grow the sport and you could try to grow it internationally, it's amazing. Like in the Czech Republic where they strike the out Tani. <laughs> An electrician out there. What was the word, there. Emily? What was the word for I'm done in Czech? After the guy whiffed Otani, you got to look that one up for me again. Uh, speaking of baseball, it was today in 2005 – MLB players testified at a congressional hearing about PEDs. That included Mark McGuire, who said, I'm not here to talk about the past. And then Rafael Pomero looked right into the camera, I waved not. his finger, said, what do you say? I did never use steroids <laughs> and performance-enhancing drugs. And I don't mean to spoil a surprise, but guess what uh, Rafael Pomero, or Pomero <laughs> tested positive for doing? Probably PEDs. <laughs> there you go. The word is go. a hudge. A hudge. A-H-O-J. So I don't know how to say Hush. it, but I think a hug. That's what I would have said in peace after Otani. Um, it was a weird moment when baseball was – look, everybody knew. Mark McGuire looked like a cartoon character. He looked like a superhero in a comic book. He was – he had a 28-inch waist and a 50-inch shoulders and muscles bulging out of his face. Okay? It was not a mystery what was happening here. We all just kind of went – I think he's going to hit 70, and <laughs> we loved every minute we of it. We loved every second every minute of, of it. it. I don't – I look. Ready? Who, who cares? Right? Like who, It was who, fun. Who cares? Entertainment. Well, it, it, well, was, okay. it was good entertainment. De- define, define who cares. Who cares as in he did that. Like today you're baseball talking about care. all of it. Like it, he – baseball was kind of in a weird spot, and yeah. he made it awesome. Sammy Sosa made it awesome Barry for Bonds. a few years. Barry mm-hmm. Bonds made it really awesome. We all knew. We pretended we didn't, but we did. And, oh, you know, what about Babe Ruth? Well, Babe Ruth didn't play against the best players of his generation. They yeah. weren't allowed in the damn league. He had to go play against nothing but white guys. That 
the, the rules are always different. This is something that baseball knew was happening. The players knew was happening. The media knew was happening. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of all went along with it because it was great. I don't know why we have to pretend that it was some disaster that ruined baseball. What you could say is, hey, look, that was an era of its own. They were all doing it in that era. And we got to a point where we decided that that's not okay anymore. We moved on. The American Except Kennel it. Club, Slee. Oh, my gosh. You got knocked off the top spot, Slee. The yeah. American Kennel Club determined that the Labrador is not the most popular American dog breed. It is now the French Bulldog. Well, this is different because the Retriever, Golden Retriever. Isn't a Golden Retriever a type of lab? Nope, it's not. It's not? Come on, Travis. I don't know dogs. So I guess the, I'm wrong. The ranking now is is French Bulldog, Lab, Golden. Golden as, as third. The three. Oh, yeah. So you're good. Not you rookie. Never, you were never in the top <laughs> Rookie's not anyway. top three. Are different types of retrievers. So there are many different types of retrievers: a Labrador retriever and a Golden Retriever. Okay. Different, different things. Right. Come on, Travis. I, I, there you go. There's my uh, Your dog. dog my guy. dog knowledge is lacking. Apparently, that's <laughs> that's one of those things. So rookie's thirty eighth. Why why do we like small dogs all of a sudden? I want a big dog. I want a dog that you can kind of toss around and have fun. Do with. dog things with to the go to the French park. French bulldogs always seem like they're about to suffocate. They're, when they're chilling. Just have you guys there? ever seen? They're so um, when we went to Catalina, uh, people take dogs on the on the. Um, on the ferry, you had to muzzle them. So, have you ever seen a French bulldog with a muzzle on it? It is, it is the, the funniest cup? photo ever because they don't have a snout. <laughs> no. So you put it on, and do you know? Have you watched Dark Knight Rises? So you know Bane. Bane? Yeah, yeah, They yeah, look yeah. like little Banes out there. So anybody listening, go look up a French bulldog with a with a muzzle on. It's hilarious. One of my buddies has a French bulldog, right? And he's this big guy. He's, you know, in the weight room, he's buff and he's strong. He's kind of you know kind of an intimidating guy. He's got this dog that you can fit in the palm of his hand. It's like just the most ridiculous looking thing I've ever seen. He's crazy about this thing. I'm imaging French bulldog with a muzzle. <laughs> why did why you would never get a little dog, would you? Rookie's a big dog. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm I'm a fan of. I think he weighs like around sixty pounds, That's something a like big that. Big dog. And and actually he's he's kind of small on the smaller side for a golden retriever. But I I never had a small. Well, we had a beagle, but. That's probably the smallest we'll go. She's the man good came out on size. this day in 2006. Emily, this was your sleepover movie? Right. So I have this theory. Well, not really a theory, but for girls, there are certain movies in your era, whatever, that you always watch at sleepovers. So for my era of like girlhood, like the like middle school, high school area, it was it was Mamma Mia, uh, the original with, uh, with Amanda Seyfried and Meryl Streep. It was She's the Man. Uh, it was Pride and, and Prejudice. You know, yeah. Casino. Um, it was all those like fun things that like they're not necessarily like they're not all rom commy movies. Most of them are rom com movies like Thirteen Going on Thirty, but it's Ooh, more like Jennifer Garner. You and your friends bond over watching this movie, then you watch it as an adult, you're like, still slaps. It's still a good movie and I still bond over did it. Did you so. have one that when your buddies would come over did you do sleepovers as a kid? Not really, to be no. honest. Yeah, we, no. we, we would do them occasionally. Like we, it was parents like, things. where are you going? Like, it was always Caddyshack, Stripes, uh, Trading Places, Animal House. Like it was always comedies and just and you know as a teenage boy or a, you right. know, a pre teenage boy, is this rated R? You want something that's rated R. You yeah, want the language and you want a little yeah. bit of the the skin, right? Yeah. You, that, that, especially in the eighties when you couldn't just open up your phone oh, yeah, yeah, you had yeah, to work yeah. for it a yeah. little bit you, yeah. had to, you had to go find it <laughs> oh, I mean, so, oh my god mama mia i would just off myself good god <laughs> mama is mia like, is a oh, fantastic is movie maze how dare you i'm gonna history i'm gonna advocate for my teammate here advocate she, for mama mia she, no no i'm advocating for her because what happened to the who's yesterday she's still struggling so <laughs> oh, just, just still. take okay. it easy let her she have needs some time. Maze, are you an abba hater so you hate abba Yes, I'm not an ABBA lover. I will say that. <laughs> How do you hate ABBA? ABBA's I, amazing. Yeah, ABBA's no, a good candy bar. But but here's the thing: isn't Mamma Mia for old ladies? Like my no. mom loved Mamma Mia. Everybody loves Mamma Mia. Listen right now, yeah, old ladies, <laughs> young, old, every woman loves. Oh, Mama Mia. so annoying. Let's do a little super cross talk. <laughs> Woo! Woo! I'm I'm looking at you closely, yes. and I'm looking if there's any remnants of Cool Whip anywhere in your nose, oh, no. I in your ear, it. your hair. You, you had left, right? No, I saw the whole thing. Oh, you saw the whole thing. Yeah, I totally, <laughs> I totally surprised. I thought, okay, we're going to build up to yeah. this. We're going to say at 3 o'clock. We're going to all of a sudden just bam. I don't know if you were listening. I was, I was talking about, because I, I didn't know it was coming, but I happened to be looking at you right. when it happened. And I I love doing crosstalk with you, because you, you always kind of... 
entertain the bit. You entertain the premise. You're willing to go along with all these things. Very rarely where I see you flat stone cold surprised. Oh, I was just like stunned. <laughs> stunned. And, and, and with that half a second where, because you had told me prior to Crosstalk that, hey, look, the Lakers lost. Bergman gets to hit me with a dessert. Yes. Like you knew that you were going to have to do it. It was going to happen at some point. <laughs> no buildup. There no. was that, in a fraction of a second, I saw the entire thing go, what the hell just happened? Why did... Oh, right. right. That's what it was. An entire range of emotion oh, on your face God. in about a quarter of a second. Yeah, I mean, the worst part was the surprise. I mean, like, I didn't know it was coming. It was just like, bang. Did it feel, look like, and I, I had no idea it was happening either. Yes. I went to use a restroom. I came back. Still had no idea what was going on. Amanda's mm -hmm. like, did you see that? I'm like, I didn't see anything. So she explained to me, see the video, see the, Berg looked like, um, he had some maybe uh, he had a lot going on Pent inside up that, anger that he was taking. He out. was did pretty it, gleeful as he hit me in the face with that pie. Did it feel like he had five years of oh I've been waiting to do this? Uh, I I do. I I think there is some pent up frustration there with Bergman. <laughs> uh, he takes so much crap on our show, and uh, I deliver a fair amount of it. And I feel <laughs> like so he fun. worked through some <laughs> anger issues yesterday. He couldn't wait till three. No, he like, could not. Could not. He could have done like a Rocky Road pie or a pecan pie. Oh, it could have been really, worse. Like, yeah. That he just went with a big pan full just of big pan full. Which, by the way, looks better. It does. But uh, the other would be like a pecan <laughs> like, pie in the face a little, is terrible. Uh, grit, little abrasive. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a pecan pie would break your nose. If I did it hard enough? Yeah. You, I mean, that's, you, were, that's thick. you were angry. You were like waiting for a chance to do this. I wouldn't call it angry. I just was like really excited to push something into your face like that. <laughs> it's because it's Odd just so funny. <laughs> it was. I was weird. trying to figure out the right way that to say it. very weird. Might not Odd have been the best. Very basic, weird. Right? Yeah. Try that again. Yeah. <laughs> just slam a pie yeah, into your face. Hit him with a pie. Yeah, hit, hit him with a pie. The good, the good oh, my God. North South Carolina, 60 to 26. Yeah, that's ladies' tournament. Oh, that's the ladies' tournament. Yes. All yes. right. The, 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 South Carolina is like the great team in the uh, they're, I women's think they're number one. Right? They're yeah, they're, they're the number one. Team. So that's your brother, Brian? Yeah, that's Brian. Okay, hi, Brian. How are you? Hey. Um, did you guys get out on the court? We did. And? We, we went out Wednesday night. I, you know, I've lowered my expectations. I have lowered my expectations. Because Brian of him or because really of you? <laughs> Brian can really play. <laughs> okay. But I become the target on the court. So we played three matches. Uh, the first one, I think we lost... 4-11. Okay. okay. Then we split up. We went on opposite sides and each had a different partner. I lost 1-11. Okay. Uh, and then we really rallied on that uh, third match when we started playing together again. We lost 6-11. Okay, so you got here. So, yeah. Trending in the right oh, direction. Oh, these two ladies were tough. Day. I was going to say the pe the, <laughs> the people here were playing good. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were, they were very good players. Yeah. No, these women knew how what, to play. How no, old pickleball, were these women? Pickleball... Uh, it, they, it, let me ask it a different way. Would they like Mamma Mia? A very, a very <laughs> nice lady wearing a bucket cap was uh, was part of the team that beat us. Okay, but she, uh, but she was a she was spry. She was a monster. <laughs> she was a monster, bro. There are yeah. ballers out there. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. Like a lot of these people that are out, there, they've been playing for at least a year, and, two years. And you know what? Age doesn't really matter. It doesn't like, matter. I see older people just killing it. Where out you there. place the ball, yep. they're calm, cool, and collected. Can you dink? Can you dink? Can you dink? make a mistake bam well right. yeah but you at least it's at least a step of athleticism you can't just stand there you no. have to at least be able to move you a move. step in each direction you gotta move yeah, yeah. is Do brian as good as advertised uh brian is very very good okay yeah, yeah. brian plays in like a league and oh, yeah. all this kind of he's, league, he's actually really story. he's hardcore hardcore do you feel Pickle like baller. if you guys win one game tomorrow you happy victory okay victory if we win two and Bergman and Jorge win two. Yep. We have a heads-up match. I would be shocked if any of the ESPN teams win, win a match. two matches. Oh, win Unless two. they somehow get a good draw and get another ESPN I mean, team in the second round. A couple of them are sneaky, like uh, Kurt Sandoval with J.B. Long. Okay. Uh, but again, I don't know if either one of those guys are like fully into it on a regular. You're playing against people that, paid, fully into it. that paid money to enter right. mm -hmm. a pickleball tournament. Despite his back injury... DeMarco and Kirk Morrison. Yeah, I think DeMar I don't think you're putting enough stock into DeMarco's. Uh, oh, is it really serious? Any, any yeah. update? Have you talked to him this week? Uh, I, I have not texted with him this week. I texted with him towards the end of last week, and he was he was banged up pretty good. Mm. Well, if it was an Anthony Davis situation, he just wouldn't play. <laughs> 
Well, he'd play the first one, not no, the second play, one. Exactly. He wouldn't play the second match. Wouldn't play the second if match you the advance match. to the third one, I'll play in that uh, one. Exactly. But you're on your own for the second yes. round of this whole thing. So your uh, alma mater lost? Yeah, they got smoked. smoked. They, they had the lead at the half. They were in they, the game. They had a one-point lead, uh, 36 to 35. I think they ended up losing by 20. SC lost. Michigan State pulled away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. The, the Gauchos made a bunch of threes in the first half, so they were kind of in it, but they got run over yeah in the second half but yeah. like like you were talking about with the pickleball thing the gauchos getting to the tournament is a successful yes. season yes. Oh, they had, yeah had they won a game it takes it to you know a, a nuclear level but just getting in is a, is a very very good season meanwhile san diego state won we're both still in it well i mean they're going to be they're, Bruins they're going Bruins might are, look the Bruins best look yeah, they might going. have the best ireland is, where, is in the shortest chair i've ever seen you are <laughs> Somebody, Michael, must have been in you're, you're pretty low <laughs> you're over pretty there. Low I can, over there. I'm only seeing the top of your head. <laughs> yeah, like, the the like a little yeah, kid. Yeah, must have been. It must have been for Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, UCLA, UCLA looked, looked great. The be- of all yep. the, the the teams that could win the whole thing, they've looked the best so far. Yeah, they've got to play Northwestern. Trudell and I are deciding oh, whether yeah, or not right. we're going to do a bet. Oh right. Um, Trudell doesn't have a lot of confidence in his Northwestern Wildcats. What if they seeded seventh? Okay. Uh, they're either a seven or a ten. Okay. They they were they had yeah, to yeah, play. Yeah. They were seven. Okay, so uh, yeah, and they play UCLA five forty on Saturday night. Okay, I think UCLA's got enough to beat Northwestern. I'm in my bracket, which is blown to hell because I put Arizona in the final four. <laughs> mm. Whoops. Um, I have them going out to Gonzaga in the Sweet Sixteen because I don't they they don't have anybody that can guard Drew Timmy. They, they're they're they have, UCLA doesn't have a lot of size. So much of this though is momentum. And being hot and just kind of getting on a roll. Yeah. And looking at some of the other top seeds, um, Houston is missing one of their best players all yep. of a sudden, potentially. You look at some of these other teams, they didn't look Is that great kid for Houston out for the tournament? Not officially, but it's he may not mm. be ready. Of course, that's soon. the team I picked to win it all. I may I may <laughs> yeah. have the worst bracket in the history of ESPN. Well, I had Xavier in the Final Four, and that thing they came close. But I'll tell you through. what, after you come close, I always feel good. Normally, champions... Have one really yeah, tight the game, Edney where it game looks, and exactly, they go the Missouri game where it looks like it can go either way, uh, and that's a good test. And so maybe Xavier okay. Goes so on the run. yesterday is the Furman upset over over Virginia. Yeah, right? Virginia okay. lost to Furman. Yes, UVA hey. lost to Furman. <laughs> UVA. <laughs> By out the of way, the tournament that that player that made that pass oh. is like their best player. I know their smartest player. I've never seen a pass that stupid. That he was just a, didn't. Just did he just bad. not see the just, dude? And just wait. Here's the center here's, court. Well, here's the worst part. He had a timeout. Ooh. They were going to foul him too. But yeah, yeah. just let they him were, foul you. They were going to. They're go trapping. To the but they and, and, and if you're and if you're about to freak out, just call timeout. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Look, so, I felt so the, bad for UVA out of the tournament. Virginia <laughs> gone, done. So so San Diego State tomorrow has Furman. Yeah, I know. That's the second round matchup for San Diego As State. Aztecs under the Sweet 16. All right, so what time did you say UCLA? 5.40. Okay, so this is a perfect example of it. If you're playing at 9, 10 a.m., they're playing them at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning oh, on a Saturday. Is? Yeah. is that just, there's absolutely no interest from the <laughs> Well, that's noon back <laughs> I mean, east. I yeah, mean, it's noon back east. It's, it's Saturday. It's the first game, it's, it's San Diego State Furman, and they're putting UCLA as they should, right? Like, that's a that's such a big that's like program. That's a prime time game. But I'm no, looking you, this morning, no. I'm, I'm looking this program, or I'm looking this morning, because I'm, okay, we got the tournament tomorrow. We're going to be out at. Uh, you know who plays at 9 o'clock on a Saturday morning? Who's that? Michigan, Ohio State. The football teams. Oh, they, yeah. It's not a bad spot. Yeah, You're no, making it out to be a thing. As long as it's, it's a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. 9 a.m. on a Saturday. Saturday is a good it's, spot. It's a good spot. Yeah. They're, they're, no, I'll take it. It's I'll not great it. here, it's not but it's great back east where everybody's watching. Are you? Were you guys uh, John Wick fans? Are you John uh, Wick fans? Yeah, it's coming out uh, you, March the 24th, right? Reddick? Well, no. he was great in the wire. He mm-hmm. was he was and, and by the way, he he did a lot of uh TV commercials. Wow. Yeah. Um 60. that uh that were good. 60. Yeah, he's a great he was a great actor. Awesome. I can't yeah, then young too. That's he was in that's awesome. that series on Amazon Bosch where he played the police chief. Yeah, yeah. he was terrific and wow. Yeah. Sixty is way too young. Yeah, because I Al and I are both uh fans of the wire. Neither of us have seen John Wick, so I don't know him from that when it came up that John Wick star Lance Riddick died at 60 years old. I'm like, I just think of him. I've as seen all the John Wicks, and I don't remember him being a Sweet. major part of yeah. them. I haven't seen him at all, so I, yeah. I don't know. But I just think of him as 
as the guy from The Wire. That's Me too. Really, really young. Yeah, really young. That's a tough one. Well, that's a nice note to go on. I wonder. Well, hell I, you're just, doing? I just, I just. You leaving us on the death note? What's going on? Let me see. Who John, I, does anyone from who Seven else died? I'm you looking. Come up with a list of Ben Simmons' died. NBA career died. Yeah. Now, okay. By the way, by the way, you know who his agent is, right? Clutch. You know who has more players from Clutch than any team in the, the NBA, right? Yeah. And there we go. Really? Keep an eye on it. Really. Does Keep an want, eye on it. Does he want to play for the Lakers any more than he's wanted to play for his last two teams? Because uh, he seems fairly disinterested. I, I don't know, but I'm just saying Clutch, the, the team with the best relationship in the league with Clutch no is way. the Lakers. No how. No, no. It, no look, zero. I'm okay with a reclamation project if the project that wants to be reclaimed wants to play. Yep. He's given no indication that he's interested in playing in the NBA. What for happens to his years. money? Aren't NBA contracts guaranteed? Yeah, he'll still yeah, get his. But, he'll still get his five years, one seventy-seven. So they're just going to give him like a hundred and ten million dollars well, or whatever five they own. Years one seventy-seven. If the deal was done three years ago, I want to say I'll so. Yeah, right at now. least half of it's been paid off. Right. Uh, you know, the Lakers should run for the hills. Just, just got up. another death in. Who'd you get? UVA, Virginia, <laughs> dead. <laughs> you know, dead. I, Dead of their own doing. <laughs> it was it was suicide. There's a line that it's funny, and then there's just mean. And I think you. I think you it's really I think funny. I, I appreciate it. It's really, really funny. Yeah, good. Em. Em, will you watch the rest of the tournament? Not she yesterday. I will watch past today, but I, she I didn't does watch it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's going to be dancing on Sleeze's grave if Furman does the Aztecs tomorrow at 9 a.m. Come on, State. Just well, sleep. But the way you guys are talking, you may be out of the pickleball tournament by nine thirty. So, you know, Damn. you can watch second half, right? Yeah. We're 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 gonna be. Real I'd like quick. a late game. Is time. it single we elimination? The pickleball tournament? Uh, yes. yes. Oh, we'd be there for a month. Two, single two elimination, two games, two games, and two games. So you're guaranteed two games. Score, but yeah. if you lose them both, you're done. Correct. Yes. It's okay. a two game aggregate. Yeah. So in other words, you only play two games, no matter what. It's an aggregate. That, okay. That pushes and if you it forward. starts at ten a.m. by ten fourteen, we'll be like, uh, okay. So what do we do now? I, between... I don't think our total aggregate score of six is going to carry us through. <laughs> Not. This Probably second not. round along the way. Super Crosstalks powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger's all about. Mason and Ireland coming up next. We'll see you on Monday. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.